Welcome and welcome back to another episode of the For the Healthy Health podcast, where we talk about conscious living, self-awareness, and everything in between. I'm your host, Ree. Thank you so much for joining me and allowing me to be a part of your journey. How is everybody doing? Take a minute to check in with yourself. Ask yourself how you're truly feeling. Feel all of your feelings and release anything that's not serving you in this moment. I'm doing okay. It's been an interesting, challenging, I want to say past week, but really like really just the past month in general. But in this moment, I'm I'm okay. Um, I feel safe. I feel grounded. And I'm finding my way back to myself, back to who I truly am. And that feels amazing. Like, in its own, I have so much to be grateful for. Travis reminded me of that this morning, and I've been thriving off of that all morning. So very grateful, happy to be here. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but one week my daughter was sick, then I was sick, and then, you know, we had the holidays. So I've had a lot of time to really just sit and think and do nothing. And because of the time that we're in right now, you know, we're at the end of this year. It has caused me to really reflect on a lot of the things that took place during this year. And one thing that I really noticed for the entire year is that I allowed external factors to really just determine the way that I show up. And I didn't show up for myself in the ways that I wanted to, in the ways that I expected to. And in a sense, I really just didn't choose me. I've really, in these past couple of weeks, developed this mindset that no matter what happens, I'm going to choose me. And that's kind of what I want to have a conversation about today is just choosing myself, why I'm going to be choosing myself, how I'm going to be choosing myself, why it's important for us to choose ourselves, and why I think you should choose yourself too. Thinking back to just this year in general, I, like I said, allowed external factors and people and experience to really get the best of me. Although you may think that, like, I will be upset about this. I'm not. One thing about me, I have gotten to a space where I don't get too caught up on things that has happened to me or things that I've experienced in the past because they happen. It's nothing I can do about it. I love to focus on the lessons and what I've learned from those particular experiences. From what I've experienced, like I said before, it's important for me to just show up and continue choosing myself over and over again because if I don't choose me, who will? For example, I had a really rough morning, a rough night, really. Although I always look forward to being on the podcast, I really didn't feel like being here today in a sense. But obviously, now that I'm here, it feels good to be here. I know what I want my future to look like. So sometimes choosing myself may be doing the things that I don't feel like doing in the current moment. I had a conversation with my best friend here recently. I was just telling her how I'm really in grind mode. And I know when we think of grind, we think of, you know, working. But when I say grind mode, yes, I mean working, but I also mean the work that is myself. And not necessarily like tangible things or goals. I mean, showing up, I literally told her, like, I don't care who's doing what with who. I'm going to show up for myself. I'm going to choose myself. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to push through the uncomfortable moments, the times where I feel lazy, because at the end of the day, those feelings are temporary. That may be how I feel in that moment. But when you get up and actually do do that thing, those feelings may go away. So for me, showing up and choosing myself 
a part of it, a large part of it, which I noticed that I didn't do this year as much as I would have liked to. Some I can't, I have to give myself credit because I did, you know, show up and choose myself in some ways, but not in the ways that I had wanted to. Before we move any further, I do want to discuss what it means to choose yourself. We hear that word or that phrase a lot, I feel like, and I think it can be vague. Often when I think of choosing yourself, or even when I see it online on social media, it's attached to self-care. While I think self-care is a small portion of choosing yourself, I think it goes way, way deeper than self-care. I think that self-care is the things that make you feel good the things that bring you comfort. As I said before, choosing yourself won't always feel good in the moment. Choosing yourself won't always be comfortable. So I want to briefly discuss what it means to choose yourself. Number one is really just standing up for yourself. And it could be you standing up to you. I can literally hear my neighbor laughing. One is hilarious, but it's actually boosting my mood because when I first sat down, I felt like I wasn't myself today. But Just hearing her laugh is bringing a little bit of joy to me, which is, it's just so funny how like laughs and smiles are so contagious. So make sure you smile at somebody today. You don't know the difference or the light you may bring into their life. But back to the topic, sometimes choosing yourself may look like standing up to yourself. Now, obviously we have people in our lives and whether it be family, friends, quote-unquote friends or strangers that we have to stand up to you have to make sure you as my bae would say stand on business that you standing on business something else for me is just having the non-negotiables in my life right the things that are really really important to me that are non-negotiable like no matter what these things are going to get done I'm going to do these things because I have to be the best version of myself for me but also for You know, the people in my life, the people who my existence directly affects. Plain and simple, choosing yourself is not putting anything over your peace and your well-being. I think we don't prioritize our peace and our well-being as much as we say we do, as much as we would like to. Because if we did, we wouldn't do certain things. We wouldn't allow certain energies to interact or interfere with our own energy. So truly choosing yourself is not putting anything, and I mean nothing at all, over your peace and your well-being, period. When I was online doing research for today's episode, I found a quote that resonated so deeply that aligns very well with today's conversation. So I wanted to read that quote to you. Like yourself first. Choose yourself first. Learn to be alone with the shape of yourself. Validate your feelings. Tell the truth to yourself above all. When you are your own fiercest advocate, you can make easier, more aligned decisions. You don't go searching for your worth in places you won't find it. You don't hustle and strive, hoping to prove yourself to an invisible audience of people you think can give you what you have to give yourself. Love yourself first. Do the work. Get deep. Get deeper. Heal. Get curious with yourself. Get quiet. Get still. Everything that's meant for you can come right in when you know who you are and what doesn't belong in your space. When you choose yourself first, 
you don't wait to be chosen. And when you're a person who is no longer waiting to be chosen, your life opens up in magical, powerful ways. The part that got me, when you choose yourself first, you don't wait to be chosen. How many of us, like we don't have to raise our hand, (laughs) but how many of us sat around waiting to be chosen? Regardless of who we were waiting to choose us, we were sitting around waiting for someone to choose us instead of choosing ourselves. And I feel like when you sit around waiting for someone to choose you, you're not actually living. You're not living for yourself. You're living for the person to choose you who may or may not ever come along. You're doing things that aren't true to yourself. You're not taking the time to get to know who you are, get to know what you want, get to know what you want your future to really look like. And in a sense, like I said, that's not living. So it's important that we choose ourselves so we can be free. There's a really freeing element in choosing yourself. It's something really freeing about that. And my biggest goal in this life, in this lifetime, is to be free. And if that is my goal, then it is my duty to choose myself, to put myself first, always. Before we get into a few ways that I will be choosing myself starting today, moving forward, I want to first make a disclaimer and say that choosing yourself won't always look like choosing yourself. You know what I mean? It won't always look like what it sounds like. It doesn't mean, for me personally, saying yes to myself about every single thing. It doesn't mean I'm going to agree with my inner dialogue about every single thing. As human beings, we seek comfort. It's one of the most sought after things that we as a human species, the human species seek is comfort. Even if that comfort doesn't serve us, we want to seek comfort. So you may be confused and you may think choosing yourself as comfort should look like or feel like comfort. It should feel like a warm, safe hug. It won't always feel like that. Sometimes choosing yourself will look like choosing the option that is harder, that is difficult, that is the most challenging option. It won't always look like that, but sometimes it can. It may look like having those hard conversations with yourself, keeping it real with yourself, or going back to square one. Or admitting to yourself that what you're doing isn't working, whether it's personal, work, relationship, whatever the case may be. Choosing yourself isn't always comfort. It doesn't always feel good. I want to make myself clear. Choosing yourself is not always the most comfortable option, but the option that is best for you. The option that has your best interest at heart. I think a large part of choosing yourself is actually getting to know yourself. Because how can you choose yourself and you don't know who you are? So getting to know who you are is a very essential part of choosing you. Because who am I choosing if I don't know me? We were born into a world where there was an importance held on how we should interact with the world. I don't think at any point in my childhood, young adulthood, have I ever been told to focus on the relationship with myself. So by default, I didn't do that because all I've ever known is to work on respecting 
other people, learning how to exist with other beings. While that is important, trust me, that's important, but you have to respect yourself. You have to get to know yourself. You have to learn how to exist in your own solitude. Because of the way that we were raised or the way that society has taught us to behave or the way that we've seen our parents behave even, we neglect the relationship with ourselves. So we don't know who we are. We don't know what we actually want. And like I said, like I always say, we'll look up and we're doing things and we're living a life that was actually crafted by someone else. And when you are living a life that is not your own, you can feel powerless. You'll be blinded by the fact that you are a powerful being. This life that you're living, you only have one of them. And it's important to understand that you are the architect of your life. Every choice that you make can be your own. But it's important that you set time aside because I know we still have life to live. I know we still have things to do. We still have obligations and responsibilities because that's the way the world is set up. So it's important whenever you can to set time aside to get to know who you are. That's okay. I always say that's okay if you don't know who you are. You're starting from a clean slate. It's like a blank canvas and you have so much room to illustrate a beautiful story, a beautiful life. So set that time aside to get to know who you are. That in itself is choosing yourself, spending the time alone, relearning and unlearning. What do I like? What values do I hold that are actually mine? What values do I hold that aren't mine? Learn to know the difference between the two because then you can make better choices. You can make better decisions that will reflect a life, a future that you actually want. Knowing who you truly are is a freedom that not everybody chooses to indulge in. If you think about, I think it may have been a few episodes ago where we talked about the mastery of self and we mentioned domestication. If you haven't listened to the episode, go listen to a really great episode. But because we, everyone on this earth, honestly, were domesticated, you'll find yourself at war with yourself. I know we've all have found ourselves in a situation where our heart and our mind is not on one accord. For example, there is something that you want to pursue in your life, in your heart, in your soul. You so deeply want to pursue. You know that that is the truest version of yourself. But because of the domestications, because of the obligations and rules, don't even get me started with rules, but because of all that, your mind and your heart are at odds. They're at war. And honestly, I think if you find yourself in this space, it's not bad at all. I think really it means that you're coming into who you're truly meant to be. It means that you're starting to think for yourself. But because of everything that you've experienced, because of the domestication, it's hard for you to realize that you can do those things. You can be you. So being at war with yourself isn't always bad. What's important is who you allow to win that war. You have to understand that you are in control. I'm, I feel like I'm at war with myself all the time. And I think it's going to be an ongoing thing. I, I've lived, I've lived a lot of life, not as much as some people, but I've lived a lot of life and 
I've experienced a lot of things that contributed to my domestication. So it's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of inner dialogue, a lot of journaling, a lot of crying for you to blossom into who you're meant to be. But until then, there will be somewhat of a war, somewhat of a spiritual warfare with self. I think it's necessary. Just make sure within that war with self that you come out of it as your truest self. You come out of it releasing those domestications that were put on you. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. So the holiday season is approaching us. And for me, all that really means is a lot of downtime with my family. My family and I aren't really huge on gift giving. But what I really love about the holiday season is that you get to define how you give to yourself. And the holidays are a great time to do that. So whether that's therapy or just taking it a little easier on yourself during these kind of moments, treating yourself is a complete day of care, good food, whatever it might be. Remember, you can't love from an empty place. So make sure you're filling yourself up with love first. Starting therapy is one of the best decisions that I've ever made. I can't lie. There was a lot of resistance there at first because of the background that I come from, you know, quote unquote, not wanting to tell my business, but it's the best decision that I've ever made for myself. I came out knowing myself more, sure of myself, and overall just really empowered me to become the best version of myself. And with the new year right around the corner, it is a perfect time to give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient and flexible, perfectly to suit your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, switch therapists at Anytime, no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash FTHH today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash F-T-H-H to get 10% off your first month. A large way that I'm choosing myself is to validate myself and my feelings. Literally today I had to tell myself because I had a really rough morning, I had to tell myself, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. I think we often, like the quote said earlier, we look for that validation. We look for comfort in other things and other people. I think she said from an invisible audience Oh, I love that so much, but it's been so important for me to validate myself because it hit different when the validation is from you. It hit different when you don't have to seek external validation that may or may not be there. And sometimes when you, you'll get that validation and it's not how or what you thought it would be. For me, if I'm going to get through, because although I've experienced things and I've had challenges That's a part of life. I'm going to continue to experience things. I'm going to continue to have challenges in my life. That's just what it is. I would rather have some challenges than to have other challenges. And that's, that's really what I'm trying to be on. I really understood the fact that as we live this life, as we exist, we're going to always have challenges. The type of challenge is what makes all the difference. Through these challenges, it's important that I continue to validate myself. 
and let myself know I can do this. We're going to get through this. This is temporary. You got this. Like I said, it hit different when that validation is from self. And I mentioned validating my feelings. That's a big one too, because sometimes in this life, we can experience things and we feel a certain way about it. And I literally, I've asked myself, am I tripping? You know, am I tripping for feeling this way? But the way you feel isn't wrong. Nobody can tell you how to feel. Like, you can't tell me how to feel. I can't tell you how to feel. But it's important that we don't make irrational decisions based off of those temporary feelings. Because I think we do that a lot and we don't even realize it. Yesterday, I was having another rough day. And I sat with myself. I sat with my feelings. And I told myself, you can feel however you feel right now. You can cry. You can scream. You can feel that. But move forward. And I don't think we realize if we aren't allowing ourselves to feel our feelings, we won't move forward. Those feelings will, will stay bottled up in us for God knows how long. And it'll, it'll manifest into something that's really detrimental to ourselves, to our loved ones. So it's important that we not only validate ourselves, cheer ourselves on, be our biggest hype man or hype woman, but also validate those feelings. Validate your feelings. That's how I'm choosing myself. Validating my feelings and validating myself and cheering myself on, it allows me to trust myself, which is another huge, huge way that I'm choosing myself this season of my life. I spent a lot of time not trusting myself. I spent a lot of time doubting myself and my abilities and doubting decisions and choices that I've made. When you truly trust yourself, you move different. Nobody can't tell you nothing. And not in a sense that you're not open-minded, not in a sense that you're not seeking new information, but in a sense where the relationship that you have with yourself, the trust that you have with yourself trumps the opinions of everybody else's. I have a friend who, whenever something is going on in her life, whenever she makes or has a decision to make, she literally calls 50,000 people asking, what do you think I should do? And she'll be on the phone asking me, what you think I should do? And I'll be like, I'll, I'll give her my honest opinion, obviously, but that's besides the point. She'd be like, yeah, I called so-and-so and I asked them too and they said, blah, blah, blah. When you don't trust yourself, you're going to count on everybody else to make that decision for you. And a thing about it, when there's a decision to be made, we know what we want to do. We already know what we want to do. But because we don't trust ourselves, We seek out external validation and external opinions. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with calling a friend up and getting an opinion. Someone you trust, obviously, but you have to trust yourself. I'm saying you, but I'm talking to me. We have to trust ourselves. It's going to be hard for us to accomplish anything, whether it be tangible or whether it be the work that is us. It's going to be so hard for us to accomplish those things and grow into who we truly are. We don't trust ourselves. I spend a lot of time doubting myself. I'm done doubting myself. I'm sure of myself. There's nothing that anybody can tell me, period. I know what I want. I know what I want my future to look like. I know what I need to do. I'm trusting in myself to do what needs to be done so I can show up for myself and for the people who need me. Because that's the thing about choosing yourself, right? It's about you, 
but it's really not about you. It's about your impact on this world. It's about standing up and showing up for those who need you. But through all that, you have to show up for yourself. For example, like I said before, I didn't feel like doing this today. But because I said, you know what I know what my I know what I want my future to look like. I know what I need to do. I know how many people depend on me. I showed up for myself. I chose myself. And by doing that, I showed up for y'all. I showed up for people that I don't even know. I showed up for my daughters. And that's what matters the most. But it starts with you trusting you. Trust yourself. You owe that to yourself. Setting boundaries with myself and others, of course, is another huge way that I will be choosing myself. Setting boundaries for myself, honestly, a large part of that for me is just sticking to my routines. I don't think we understand the power of routines. It's just so funny. I was having a conversation with my daughter last night, my oldest daughter. She's 11. She, We were sitting in my room. We usually have this time of the night between 8 and 9.30 where the whole family is just in our room, chilling, talking, vibing, you know. She literally was like, Mom, do you ever feel like you're in a cycle? And I'm like, oh, my God, yes. And I'm like, what cycle are you in exactly? Like, you know what I'm saying? You're 11. What cycle do you think you're in? Because, honestly, she's super smart, and I think she gets bored with school a lot. So the cycle that she was stuck in (laughs) was school. But I explained to her that cycles aren't bad. Routines and cycles, I wouldn't say they're synonymous, but they impact one another. And I was just telling her that sometimes cycles aren't necessarily a bad thing. Although in the moment, they feel boring and we feel stagnant. It's just so crazy that she would even bring this up because I felt that I was in this space here recently. You know, we feel stagnant, but all along we're doing these things that are good for us. Emphasis on good for us. We are doing these small habits and although right now things seem stagnant and it seems like nothing is happening happening, or it seems like the same thing is happening day after day after day, we're putting in small, simple habits, behaviors that are going to greatly impact us in the future. So these cycles aren't always bad. And I was just telling her, you know, when things seem boring, you got to spice it up a little bit. You got to do the same things, but a little different. I was telling her, you know, get get really cute for school. Do your hair in a different way. Get a new notebook with your allowance money. Literally, I was like, with your allowance money. <laughs> you have to do the same things, but differently. It's just so funny, like the conversations that she and I have. She is such an intellectual little girl. And I found that a lot of the conversations that I have with her are valuable lessons to myself. So, yeah, setting boundaries with myself will look like sticking to my routines and make sure that the cycle that I'm in is beneficial for my future and also doing the same thing, but a little different. That's what life is all about. And it's certain parts of my routines or this cycle, as she called it, that I look forward to. I look forward to being in my bed and reading 
the new novel that I just checked out from the library. I look forward to lighting my incense every morning. I look forward to the gym and I look forward to my smoothie. So just because we're in a cycle doesn't mean that we're not making progress. Sticking to your routine, sticking me sticking to my routine, I know I keep seeing you, but I'm talking to me, is the best thing that you can do for yourself, especially, really only, if the routine is good for you. Sticking to those routines, even when it feels boring, is me choosing myself. Now, when we think about setting boundaries with other people, <sighs> really, it's like I said earlier, standing up for yourself, saying no, putting yourself first. If this person or thing doesn't serve me and it disturbs my peace or it disturbs my energy, the answer is no, period. I've spent a lot of time this year putting other people's well-being over mine. And that can look like eliminating people from your life as well, or at least if you feel like you can't eliminate this person or thing, or at least limiting, limiting it, putting some distance in between you and that person or you and that thing. That's what I'm doing. And I know that can be easier said than done. I'm honestly currently experiencing that. But you have to stand up for yourself, even when it's hard, even when it's challenging, especially when it's hard and challenging. You have to stand up for you. You have to choose you because that person or that thing that keeps disturbing your peace, keeps disturbing your energy is going to continue to do that because you're allowing it. You're allowing it to happen. So stand up for you. Choose yourself. Say no. If it doesn't align with your peace or your energy or the greater good, say no. The very last but certainly not least way that I'm choosing myself is by accepting myself and really understanding that I'm not chosen until I say I am. You are not chosen until you say you are chosen. And again, this goes back to waiting on someone else to choose you. You don't want to wait on anybody else to choose you because you'll be waiting a lifetime. I can think of all the times that I waited on someone to choose me. And the reality is I wasn't chosen until I said I was. And really, it's a mental thing. You have to tell yourself that you are the one. Think back to the episode on The Matrix. Think about Neo. If you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Go watch The Matrix. And go listen to the episode, Escaping the Matrix. Neo wasn't chosen till he said he was chosen. Even though Morpheus was like, he's the one. He's the one. Until Neo realized that he was the one. Until he decided that he was the one. That he was the chosen one. It manifested into his reality. And then he was capable of doing things that had never been seen by anybody. It had never been seen in the Matrix. That didn't happen until he said... I'm the chosen one. It's honestly a mental thing. It's all mental. So accepting myself, accepting my flaws, accepting my wins, accepting my lessons, and realizing that it's only me who can decide that I am chosen. I can't wait for anybody else to decide that. Because if I know myself and I trust myself, then I realize that I'm the only one who can choose me. You're not chosen till you say you are. So let's choose ourselves. And on that note, thank you so much for being here with me today. It means so much that you 
are here and allowed me into your space also. All of the love on Instagram. I seen the Spotify raps. We both, Travis and I both seen the Spotify wrapped. Crazy. Insane to see all the love that we got. And moments like that just brings everything full circle. And we're so grateful for you guys. We're so grateful for this for this community. But thank you for allowing us into your space. We're sending you so much peace, so much love and abundance and everything you need in this moment. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Mwah.